can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Fort Lauderdale. That's how I say it. I have a bit of a Midwestern accent, I've been told. Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale. Or you could say Fart Lauderdale. <laughs> People, how, how, what's the correct way to say it? Fort, Fort Lauderdale. Lauderdale? I mean, the letters Lauderdale. don't even make sense. L-A-U-D-E-R. What is that? L-E, Lauderdale. I think it's a guy's name. It's phonetically stupid. I shouldn't pick on names. Well, I guess you know what? If anyone's going to say someone else's name is stupid, you have permission. That is me, yes, because I have all the letters. You got a stupid name, and I have a stupid name as well, because my name rhymes with a body part and also a type of sandwich. Nanini? Like weenie? Yep. Where are we going with this? That's the one. Oh, I got it. Hey! (laughs) Anyway, welcome to the Talking Pools podcast. I'm Rudy Stankowitz. Hey, I'm Andrea. The other half of the host, Andrea. That's me. I'm I'm the one he's referring to. Thank you for tuning in with us. We appreciate you guys being here. We got some good information today. I know you guys like chemistry stuff, so we're going to dump some chemistry on you, which I know Andrea's all excited about. Yeah. But before we get into that... What's going on, guys? Pete the Pool Guy, Coachella Vanny Pools, Daily Dose, Tip of the Day, Tip of the Day. Today's tip, man, you got to carry some bugs, especially if you wear shorts like I do. Man, those mosquitoes be kidding. They be killing, killing, killing. Get yourself some bugs, man. Tip of the day. Tip of the day is courtesy of Coachella Valley Pools on Instagram. Oh, I have not had any dead alligators in my pools or live alligators before. Ever? No. I had a toy alligator. How is that even possible? I've had a couple. I have no I don't know. I've seen them. Like I've been cleaning the pool and I look in the canals on the golf courses or where what have you and I've seen them floating along, but never in one of my pools. I've had a few. Never any of those nine hundred pound mother fathers that you see them pulling out now in the Everglades that they're Not having like problems that with that lady. Eating people and dogs and such. But like I said, we'd get a bunch of pools here that because I'm landlocked, I'm pretty far away from the shore, pretty far away from rivers. So in my area where I had my service company, a lot of people just said, hey, that big ass swamp, that's a body of water. Let's build a nice house up against that. So we would see gators in pools on a regular basis. And normally we would just leave and then they wouldn't get service that week. And you don't like call Fish and Wildlife Commission? Well, that's their job, not mine. So that's that was the protocol. I'd love to say we were out there alligator wrangling and all that good stuff to make it sound more exciting, but that would just be a bold-faced lie. But I did one time have this instance, which I think you'll find kind of interesting. And maybe I've told you before, I don't know. But one of my employees out at one of the homes calls me one day and says, Hey, Rudy, I just wanted to let you know I'm at Mrs. So-and-so's house and I won't be able to clean her pool today. 
And I said, oh, okay, well, what's going on? She said, well, you know, there's a six foot gator in it, so I won't be able to do the whole thing. <laughs> I said, you won't be able to do the whole thing. <laughs> whole she thing. says, yeah, she says, I won't be able to do the whole thing. I said, you mean you won't be able to do any of it, right? So, you know, let's make the customer aware, let them know why we're skipping it. She goes, no, 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 no. I was afraid you'd make me come back later today after the gator left. And I have a <laughs> date. I have a date tonight. So I just tested the water in the shallow end. And then I vacuumed around it as close to it as I could get. So I didn't miss oh, any spots. My God. I think you have told me this story before. And like, shout out to you, pool girl. You know who she is, actually. You know uh, who yeah, this you, person you, is. Yes, you told me. Yes. That's a badass pool girl. Yeah. So and me, my first thought is because I sent them out there with hammerheads and I'd seen what these things. I would have played with it. I would have <laughs> like poked it with my pole. I would have like tried to catch it in my net. I w- That's why you need to make sure. Here's a freebie because I want you guys to be thinking about it. That's why you need to make sure when you're out there messing with gators that you have a primate pole. The only pole I'd put up against an alligator. Why is that? I want them to be a sponsor. Um, anyway, yeah. That's fine. I'd like to try a pri- I'd like to try one of those. I've never tried one before. Send us a pole, sponsor us. We will go vacuum a pool with a gator in it. Yeah, because I've always wanted to. So somebody go throw a gator in a pool and give me a primate pole and I (laughs) will have the greatest day of my life. Anyway, but my first thought, she's got, I sent my team out with hammerheads and there she is out there with the hammerhead vacuum. And I'm sitting there thinking in my head, not that, that would be amazing. No, nope. I, I wish she had, but I'm thinking in my head and this is the kind of boss I am because I'm not worried about the safety of my employee. What I'm thinking in my head is son of a bitch. Those things cost like $1,800. What if the ha- what if the alligator bites it? <laughs> right, that's what I alligator was worried versus about. Hammerhead. hammerhead, alligator versus hammerhead. Who? Where's your money? The, the- <laughs> <laughs> so another like time, had another one call. This was a lady in her vacation home. It was a nice family. They were for up from up in Brooklyn. They would come down. They stayed in the Ocala area, and they had a house in this development and no natural body of water near it that I knew of. Screened in pool, really really nice enclosed pool, beautiful pool. So I'm servicing the pool. I'm taking care of it. I didn't realize that they were back in town. No biggie because whatever, you know, I do the same job whether I know they're there or not. But they surprise me as I'm walking out the door because they're just arriving and they ask, is my pool all good to go? Is it safe to go in? Yes. You know, that type of thing. I'm like, yeah, I just, you know, did this, this and this. It didn't need to be shocked. So I didn't put anything in there that'll you know, force them to have to stay out of it. So yes, your pool is safe to go in. I didn't make it 15 minutes down the street before I get a phone call from some lady yelling at me, screaming her head off top of her lungs. You said so be, you know, I almost let my kids go in there. You told me this pool was safe and there's an alligator in it. (laughs) I was like, what? I was just there. Right. So of course I'm going to swing around and go back. Cause I figured it must've busted through the screen. Cause they'll do that. Screen enclosures don't keep gators out. If they want to get in the pool, they're coming right through that motherfucker. So I come back there and I go and I'll look, I'm so sorry. I'm apologizing. She's in the driveway, all pissed off and mad holding on to her kids. Like I almost killed them and shit, you know? So I go into the back and it's one of those little annuls oh, in yeah. the pool. She decided it was an alligator, so she's flipping out about this little gecko-looking lizard thing that we have Mm -hmm. all over in Florida. I guess she thought they were alligators. I have no idea, but it was funny as fuck. That's hilarious. (laughs) 
people here eat tortoises, correct? It's Go for tortoises? No. Even though they're an endangered species? I was people just going to say, they're endangered. You, I mean, I'm not saying like people don't eat it because they're endangered, but they are endangered. But listen to me. Soft shell turtles, people eat those. And then there's this other kind of turtle people are always talking about eating a lot of cooter here. And I don't. It's called cooter. No, even where those. Yeah. I don't even know where those turtles are. But whatever it is, we got to go out and get some cooter. Was just at a restaurant in Okeechobee where they serve cooter. It's on the menu. And have you eaten it? I did not try it. No. Are you a swimming pool service company? Are you tired of the hassle of training new hires? Well, have we got a solution for you. OnlinePoolClasses.com is the premier online resource for training new pool professionals. Our classes are taught by experienced pool professionals who know their stuff. You can be sure that your new hires will receive consistent training. And the best part is our classes are online, so they're affordable and convenient. So what are you waiting for? Sign up your team today. OnlinePoolClasses.com I shared some information and somebody got me. I actually put out this information what? and I said, I said copper cyanurate. You know what copper cyanurate is, right? Copper cyanurate is the, well, it's the complexation of a level of copper with a level of cyanuric acid in the water, which usually precipitates out and leaves those reddish purple blotchy stains on the walls and floor of the pool and if you actually looked at these things under a microscope what you'd see is it's actually tiny little crystals that look somewhat like amethyst in shape and in color so i put i put this information out there i said copper cyanurate only occurs in poorly maintained swimming pools and on the side of a mountain in chile under piles of bat shit and then i referenced I referenced Joannamite because for decades, the only place we knew of where this stuff would form is in a swimming pool where the copper level was high. And then also where. CYA. Right. There was a cyanuric acid level. So these stabilizer conditioner, if you will, these gemologists, people, gemologists or whoever these people are. They were out on an expedition in Chile, and on the side of this mountain, you're right, beneath piles of bat guano, they found this new gem, which they named Joannamite. And when they brought, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, it might be Joannumite, it's spelled J-O-A-N-N-E-U-M-I-T-E, Joannamite, and They brought it back to their lab. Did they lick it? They did the whole photo thing where you break down the compound to see what it is. And it's actually Cu, which is copper, C3N3O3H2, 2, NH3, 2, which is within one hydrogen ion of what we've been labeling copper cyanurate as. but. When you look at the technology of the equipment used, theirs versus ours, it's very possible that we missed something in doing our research because our budget's not quite as large as the gemology people, in which case this is exactly the same thing. But here's where we're at. So we know it's complexation of copper and cyanuric acid. Okay. 
copper naturally occurring in the environment. We can explain where that came from. How about the cyanuric acid? Is that from that pee? This is what I believe to be true. Did I get it right? That's my theory. Yeah, from bat urine. Wow, cool. I was totally guessing. God, I'm smart. Because we know that cyanuric acid that we use in the swimming pool industry is a result. It's a byproduct of the heat degradation of urea. That's how we actually manufacture cyanuric acid. We heat degrade urea. And in that, we get two different products. We get cyanuric acid. But it's naturally occurring, or is it just a big pile of dried piss? Not naturally occurring. Gross. We make it from synthetic urea, so we're not making it out of real pee. Oh, thank God. I just pictured a line of people going up a mountain and then just taking a pee and then walking down. Well, let's let's stick with the swimming pool end for just a minute. Back in the early 1800s, I believe it was the 1800s, this guy developed synthetic urea. That was the big invention here. And it's believed that he accidentally heated it. And that's when he discovered that By heating urea, you'll get two different products. One of them was cyanuric acid. The other one was melamine. And melamine had a lot of uses in fire retardant clothing and plates, magic erasers, things along those lines. Oh, because the melamine, right. Correct. That's where that all came around about. And then around 1950, that's when we started using it in swimming pools, when they started coming out with chlorine tablets that had cyanuric acid in it because we discovered that it would protect the chlorine, the free chlorine, the hypochlorous acid from the UV degradation of sunlight. So that's where that comes from. So backing it up now, we know that's where cyanuric acid comes from. Here we are on the side of a mountain. We have this copper cyanurate. With our conga PP line. We know we have it. So copper is naturally occurring in the environment under piles of bat guano. Bat guano, again, filled with urea and everything that comes out of bats. Over time well, if they are if the bats are pooping, they're probably peeing as well. Well what happens to fertilizer over time? It heats as it degrades. So likely over the course of hundreds, if not thousands of years, of this bat guano degrading and heating on the side of this mountain into the cracks and crevices where the copper lay. Cracks. something else. (laughs) Anyway, that would then form cyanuric acid, which could then complex with the copper. And that's what gives us the copper cyanurate, which is also then known as now joannamite. And it's only on the side of this one mountain in Chile where the bat poop is. I put this information out there that it only happens in poorly maintained pools. And a couple of people said, well, you know, it could happen if there was copper plumbing. It could happen if there was copper algicide added. And I said, well, yeah, that's exactly my point. If there's copper plumbing and we're not keeping up on the copper level, in my opinion, that's a poorly maintained pool as well as the fact that there would have to be a fairly significant level of cyanuric acid to make that happen, which again, the combination, poorly maintained pool, right? I agree. If it came from the addition of a copper algicide, obviously we're not watching our chemistry close enough. Mm -hmm. It's not responsible dosing if you're not monitoring the copper level after you add a copper algicide. I agree. The fella comes back with, well, Rudy, okay, specific situation. Regarding entry water features made of lava rock and houses having copper roofs that drain into the water features on one of the big islands of Hawaii in the 
Kuala Lee and Kukio Resorts. So this is down to a very specific pool where a water feature has 15,000 gallons of water, the other at 10,000 gallons, no access to liquid chlorine. So they have to use tabs, no choice. The problem with the lava rock Massive area, porous rock, creates a very high chlorine demand, and then the acidic runoff from the roof is adding the copper to the water. So both of these, he argued, beyond the tech's control. So is that poor maintenance or just simply a poor situation? Well, why? I mean, can they not use CalHypo? I mean, if they only can use not available. tabs, that's... All they can get is tabs. The lava rocks create a high demand. What was the situation with the roof? Copper roofs. Copper roof, and then the rain runs off into the pool. So not only is it creating a fairly high chlorine demand, it's probably adding more copper to the water. And his point is that's not either. It's not under bat shit, nor is it a poorly maintained pool. Because you can't maintain it any differently. Yeah, so I was like, that's all just right. one of those situations. That was touche. <clears throat> Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at blu-rayxl.com. Blu-ray all day. Do you remember when chlorine and acid were impossible to find during the pandemic? The, the only place that anybody seemed to have anything was Leslie's. Did you know that they sell wholesale to the trade? I use that program. Leslie's Pro program. So there's about 900 of those locations all over the country now. It, well, I didn't know that. That's a lot. They don't keep bankers hours. Then they're open a little bit later into the night and they're open Saturdays and Sundays. But they sell retail. Don't they have their own installers? So does the largest wholesale distributor of pool supplies in the country. They purchase that large chain of retail stores, but also service, installation, and repairs now. I know Leslie's doesn't do service because I know several pool companies, self-included, that were part of the Pro Partner Program, which can provide Leslie's pros with customer referrals for weekly cleanings and chemical maintenance to you. If any of our listeners are interested in becoming a pro partner or the best wholesale pricing Leslie's can offer, visit your local Leslie's retail location or email commercial at lesl.com. Commercial at lesl.com. Okay, cool. Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, Podcasts, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. 
Jack's Magic Products is your industry leader in identifying, removing, and preventing stains. How? With a range of high-performance, eco-friendly products, keeping pools safe, clean, and ready to use all year round. The Jack's Magic 3-Step Program is a quick and effective way to remove stains and scaling. First, we identify the problem, then our top quality products will remove the discoloration. Finally, our preventative solutions will keep your pool looking like new for much longer. Get helpful tips and check out our product catalog today at jacksmagic.com. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. You know, we talk a lot about copper and water. We use copper and water. It's a problem and it's a benefit. Do I had a use- similar, well, I had a similar situation to what the guy's talking about, although I was. I'm able to use liquid. From your lava rock on your Hawaiian island right there near Port no, St. No, wherever no. the fuck you are? Absolutely not. Don't dox me. Um, <clears throat> no, I was doing a fountain that had copper water features. Dox. And- Let's just move on. We had It had copper water features, and so there was always a high copper level. But my situation was different because I used liquid chlorine there. So I actually had blue staining problems and not purple staining problems. But you have had pools where you've had staining issues and you have Mm -hmm. had pools where you've also used copper, not necessarily even as the features, but as an algicide. So you do agree it's good and bad. Yeah, I actually had um, copper cyanurate in an acrylic spa way back in the day when I first started, and I did not know what it was, and nobody at the company that I worked for knew what it was. And now that I know about copper cyanurate, that's exactly what it was. But I also can't really tell you what the chemistry was because I wasn't very good at chemistry back then. So could have been my fault but it also could have not been my fault because who knows what the pool guy before me was doing and what have you so the key is that we add copper that's chelated and again stepping back before that copper would actually be the perfect algicide bactericide to use if not for the potential of staining And it does take a fairly significant level to kill. I did a lot of research with black algae. I know you know that we've brought it up before. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that we look at when we add copper to water, the highest copper level that we're permitted to achieve is one part per million. The EPA's drinking water standard max is 1.3 parts per million. Do you know what level of copper it actually takes to kill cyanobacteria? Isn't it like 0.2? Five parts per million. Oh, well, what's the 0.2 that I keep thinking of anytime? Is that like a max? Silver, 0.1 is the max level you're permitted for silver. (laughs) But that's a different conversation. We can do silver another day. For some reason, whenever someone says max level of copper, I always think. One part per million. 0.2. But even at one part per million, there's a risk of staining. So when we treat algae 
with a copper algicide and we establish a one part per million level knowing that it takes five parts per million to kill it, realistically what we're doing is slowly poisoning it. Hmm. If we could get the level higher and didn't have to worry about the staining, we could wipe it out within a day or two with copper. We just can't without destroying the pool. But even with the lower levels, there's always the potential for staining depending on the other values, pH, total alkalinity, calcium hardness, etc., in the pool that can all play a role. So what we look for is chelated copper. Chelated copper sulfate. That's what we want to add. When we add that and it's chelated, what chelation does is it keeps it from complexing into something else. We want the copper to exist in the water as hexa-aqua copper. I know that's one of your favorites. Sure is. One copper ion attached to six water molecules just floating around in there. I'm going to put that on a shirt. We want it to stay like that. We may have a slight bluish color to the water. Not hazy blue, but more of that Caribbean type of blue that we get. So nobody's really ever too upset about that. But that's what we have. Six water molecules attached to one copper ion. Very easy to change if it's not chelated. And in excessive amounts of product, even if it is chelated, we'd run a huge risk in staining. If we were to add a little bit of chlorine to the water, when we have copper in solution, hexa-aqua copper, what would happen is the chloride ions could displace the water molecules, four chloride ions displacing six water molecules, now giving us this neat new thing called tetrochlorocuprate. Is that what makes the staining, the black staining? That's not what makes the black staining. This is what oh. makes the whole pool turn green, but like Gatorade, where you get that Blue. green, crystal clear, no green. Oh, oh, okay. It's crystal clear, but green. You can see through it perfectly, so it's like a green Gatorade. Yeah, but see, I have the I compare the reaction when you have a low pH and a low alkalinity level, and you spike the pH. Like if you add chlorine after a metal treatment, the whole pool turns like that ice blue Gatorade color, but you can't see through it. You can't see through it. But why? I said, if I said right before I said the thing about the chlorine, I said it happens when you spike the pH. Like Correct. If you, like if you add chlorine or something was my sentence. Now we get that green color. So the pool okay, will yeah, go, it goes from hexa aqua copper to crystal clear, but green, a green tint to it. And any tint of colored water, but still crystal clear is indicative of a high metal level. What you're talking about. Do you have a name for it? I do have a name for it. What? So what you're talking about due to the dose of chlorine that spikes the pH, you're actually creating copper carbonate. Copper carbonate. Okay, because let me just tell you real quick, because you were questioning me a second ago, I have done it by adding chlorine. I've done it by adding bicarb. And this, I'm talking about different situations, different pools, different bodies of water, different times. I've done it with chlorine. I've done it with bicarb. Ooh, I just almost swallowed my microphone. Did it with bicarb and I've done it with 
Well, I didn't do it with the fresh water. Somebody else that I had to go clean the freaking filter after she did it, she added water from a hose. And Which, if it. the hose water had high pH, that could definitely do it. Which you know the other chemical that could do it? it did. Soda ash. That's oh, the yeah, other chemical that could do it, calcium carbonate. So we have that to contend with. Now, what you're talking Co- about copper, where you get the teal. Copper carbonate? Copper carbonate. You said calcium. Sorry. It's okay. Copper carbonate. The other thing that we're talking about where you get the teal stains on the walls and floor of the pool, that's copper hydroxide. Staining. Copper hydroxide. And that comes from like shocking it right after you. Wait. What does that come from? Sorry. I've never done that one before. I've done I've done a lot of stuff to pools, but I haven't done that. Caustic soda could do it. That would also increase the pH to the point that the hydroxide ions would strip the hexa-aqua copper ions of hydrogen. Doesn't it happen like when you add calhypo or something? It could happen because like calhypo is base in nature. Liquid chlorine has a high level of caustic soda in it sometimes. So like I said, when we add the dose of that base that contains hydroxide, the hydroxide ions strip the hexa-aqua ions of the hydrogen ions, leaving us with the neutral compound of copper hydroxide. So that's something else that can occur. Now, what you were referring to before, the black blotchy stains that you get on the walls and floor of the pool after you've added a dose of calhypo or something along those lines, that's because that... That's because that product is slow dissolving. You don't typically see that when you add liquid chlorine to a pool that has copper. You don't tend to get that black blotchy staining. But when you add a dose of calhypo, it could also happen with a dose of trichlor because it sits in a place. It takes it a while to dissolve. And because it sits in that place, the concentration of chlorine is so high in that one little area. It actually causes a degradation reaction where you go right past copper hydroxide straight to cupric oxide. And that's what that black blotchy staining is called. Ah. Now. So wait, what's the difference in that and the copper hydroxide that you just said? Copper hydroxide is a dis- <laughs> copper hydroxide is then is, is oxidation. Cupric oxide is degradation. Okay. Now, with the copper hydroxide staining, not likely to go, (laughs) not likely to go away on its own. When you get that teal staining, you know you're going to have to do something to remove it. Like acid wash or something? Something. Citric acid. Maybe a... Not always the best. Maybe a... Ascorbic acid, not always the best. Those types of things don't work well for copper stains. I was going to say a Jax treatment. And which Jack's treatment would you use? The copper treatment. Well, I would do a stain ID kit to see exactly what's going to work so that I don't waste a whole bunch of money on what, on trying to guess which one is which. Well, that's the other thing that you want to do. Let's do the stain ID treatment first to confirm that it is, in fact, a copper stain. Because there are things that could look similar Although with the colors you get from copper stains, maybe not so much, but it still doesn't hurt to verify before you treat. Make sure the stain treatment's going to work. 
And that way you don't tell the customer that you're going to do all this process and then not have it work and then figure out, oh, we need to actually do this one. Correct. And what's the, and the name of Jack's copper treatment is called what? Uh, well, so there's the copper and scale stuff that comes in the bucket with the green lettering. And then that's, that is for copper staining that's been scaled over it all it also works for scale like if you have a high ph situation or whatever and you get the white film all over the whole pool it's good for that i've used it for that and then they actually have uh i believe the blue stuff is for copper in the water and that's important to remember too you said in case it gets scaled over one of the bigger problems in removing stains is the longer that a stain has been in place the harder it is to remove The same as if you had a stain on your shirt. You put it in the wash, you take it out. If it's still stained, you wash it again. You don't throw it in the dryer. What happens if you throw it in the dryer? You shrink it? Not the the fucking stain. I wasn't. Oh, the stain. I wasn't paying attention. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's a lot harder to get the stain out. In fact, you may never get the stain out now Ah, once you've run it through the dryer, right? So you have that chance to run it through the wash again. So go ahead and give that a shot. Do that for the copper hydroxide stains. That's the teal colored staining that you get. You can also use that on the cupric oxide staining. Truth of the matter is, and a lot of the time, I'll say eight times out of 10, the cupric oxide staining does fade on its own. Gets reabsorbed back into the water and the stain goes away. That black blotchy stain does go away. Could take 12 to 14 hours, but it, it does typically go away. There are times when it does not. But there is a way of removing it faster. I've showed everybody this before where you can use a little bit of, of aluminum sulfate yep. to remove the cupric oxide stain or the <clears throat> copper hydroxide stain. And the reason this works is because aluminum is more reactive than copper. So it actually displaces the copper, which causes it to lift out. So we have that. But you do risk accidentally flocking the pool and having to vac the whole thing. That's a possibility. (laughs) If you dump in too much, you're going to have to do a slow vac to waste to get the copper hydroxide, excuse me, get the aluminum hydroxide flock out. So there is that. So put, so make sure you don't put in eight pounds. Right. We just want to sprinkle just a little bit of it (laughs) over the area. And then depending on where you're getting your product, Unless you're buying large quantities of alum, if you're looking to treat just one stain, I think you'll find that the Jack's product's probably a little bit better financially or economically. So look for that there. Now, one of the reasons that we like Blu-ray XL is because it is a triple chelated formula. And chelated, again, means that the copper sulfate's been treated so that the copper ions don't complex into anything other than what they want it to be, which all the way back is the hexa-aqua copper. Nice. So a lot of different things can occur with copper, a lot of different colors. And again... Green, purple, black, blue. And when you... Green, purple, black. It could be red. It could be blue. It could be violet. Oh my God. Pools. Well, sh- shut up. I, we got you to stop singing that. Uh, 
<laughs> and it's back. So with that said, hexa aqua copper. That's how the copper exists in water. One copper ion, six water molecules. We add a little bit of chlorine. What happens? We displace the water molecules around the copper ion. We replace it with chloride. Now four chloride ions around that one copper ion. And what we get is tetrachlorocuprate. Okay. Take it the next step. Let's add some bicarb. Now we get cloudy blue water. What's that called? Copper carbonate. Yes. That's the cloudy blue water. Right. But now if we get the teal staining on the walls or floor of the pool. Copper hydroxide. Exactly. And if we finally add a dose of chlorine that's large enough just to turn the floor black. Cupric oxide. Like Stanley Kubrick. Perfect. Cupric oxide. And that's a degradation reaction. That's a degradation reaction. Philip stars. And like I said, eight times out of 10, it does come out by itself over time. Now, I will tell you this. I have had people tell me, look, I buy copper sulfate from the feed store and throw that in. OMG. What's the problem? Not chelated. So we throw that into the water. Now there's nothing slowing down this copper from complexing with all of these different things that we spoke about. And anything's on the table. And any staining that you get may be severe enough that you can't get it out easily. Or you can't get it out at all. What do you think about that? I think that's awful. Now let's go ahead and take this another step. There's a whole bunch of dim bots bitches out there cutting pieces of pipe. What kind And of putting pipes? them into dim bots bitches. What is that? Wing mean? nuts. Dim bots. Oh. It's like dumbass. Oh, uh, okay. And when I say bitch, I'm referring to every gender. So right. don't anybody get offended here. That's no one's, no offense. None, no one's offended here. I'm just making sure. Yes, I'm calling the people who cut a piece of copper pipe and put it into a plastic bottle and stick it into their skimmer basket a dim bots bitch. Dum dums. Instead of talking about it here, I'm going to defer you to Pool Magazine podcast and sponsor of this show, the Talking Pools podcast, Flock It Friday, Pool Magazine and Pool Magazine podcast. Their October 4th episode, which is their episode 56, I talk with Joe on this exact subject, and the title of his episode is, Is This Pool Hack For Real? We asked a pool pool expert his opinion. So I'm going to send you over there to listen to this because I talk about this exact thing in detail with the copper pipe in the little plastic bottle in the skimmer as well as that same person's cup a day of bicarb pool hack to keep the pool guy away. So go check that one out there. Pool Magazine podcast came out October 4th. It's episode 56. Is this pool care hack for real? We asked a pool expert his opinion. Check that one out there. Are you, is your mouth tired from all of those fucking words? Yeah, you could have jumped in a little bit. <laughs> no, I couldn't because I. You could have made up some words. I was, I was learning with the audience, so. <laughs> and you know what the thing is? Who the fuck cares what it's called? You don't really need to know. It's I nice mean, to know what it's really called. When you but start, does, do you when need you start, to? When you start blabbing out these words and people's eyes glaze over, you know they just agree with you because they want you to shut the hell up. So I think yeah, Rudy it's good called to that. Know. S- Supercalifragilistic copper oxidosis. Got it. There you go. Oh, nice. You should make a song out of that. 
but the point is, is that we should know how these different things occur, even if we don't call it what the scientific or the name of the compound is, whatever. It's we should know what causes it, because if you know what causes it, that means that you know how to prevent it. If you know what caused it, then you know how to treat it. Yeah. So that's why that's important. And that's why I think people should not. That's why I think people should know the why behind the things that we do, because it can help you. I mean, the sometimes people, or the reason, or the you know, I've had, I've had people tell me, you know what, you're making it harder than it needs to be. It wasn't this hard 20 years ago. Well, yeah, you know what? There wasn't half the amount of shit in our water that 20 years ago that there is today. It is harder because there's more stuff in the water. The other there's thing is, people. is there's we more know water. more science doesn't change, but the equipment that we use gets better. And the better the equipment, the more we can see, the more proactive we can be, the more we learn about what we're doing. And the true pros are the folks that look at pool water from every angle, including scientific. It was beautiful. Thank you. I got the clap. I love it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With that said. I'm not. Oh, that's a good end note. <laughs> Fucking weirdo. <laughs> send me a question. Send Andrea a question. Send any of us a question. And guess what you're going to get? Talkingpools oh. at gmail.com. Send me what you're. Tell me what you're going to have for lunch. If you tell me what you have for lunch, you're not getting a fucking hat. <laughs> but if you do ask a question and we use it on the show, you will definitely get a fucking hat. So send us a question again, talkingpools at gmail.com. Like us, love us, share us. Do we still have hats? I have a shit ton of headgear to give away that says, what the flock, Talking Pools podcast. Not a ton of shit headgear. And we also have, again, swag that we're giving away at the show in Hollywood. Hollywood, Florida. Yes. We are going that's to be right. there October mm-hmm. 26th, which is a Thursday. And that's the Gold Coast Ipsa chapter? That is correct. And that's the 26th of October, 6.30 p.m. Yep. to 9.30 p.m. Yep. In and the Seminole on- c- 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 Casino. Ahead. Yeah, and you have to register on Eventbrite. It's free to register before a certain date. And then I'll have to check on the actual details after that. I think it's the 15th. Anyway, we'll both be there and I'll be speaking a little bit as well on Black Algae. Hanging out. Alum, borates, things like that. Andrea will be manning the table. Andrea's in charge of the swag. She, As we learned last week, she spits in food, so there will be no cookies. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not baking fucking cookies. Until then, until next time, we love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate you. Leave Always. us a cool review. That would be a cool awesome. review. Send us an email. Send us a question. Follow us. Like us. Share. Follow us on all our socials too. You know, like we all have public um, pages. Well, me and Rudy do. I think some of the other hosts do. I don't know about that, but yeah, just follow us everywhere. Do that, and until next time, be good, be safe. And be 
chlorinated and stay hydrated and don't have any problems. Mixing it up a little. Yeah. I'm just throwing them all in. Peace out, everybody. Bye. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People for the Pool People by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 